0: By way of introduction, in order for a spot of tzaras to be considered tomei, there are a number of simonim, a number of ways how it's considered tomei. One of the simonim is if after the spot turns white, a hair, two hairs rather, start growing in it, two white hairs, then it's considered tomei. So the Mishnah says in Masechet ten if the baharis, if the spot came before the white hair, then it's Tomei. However, if the hair came before the white spot, then it's Toher. If it's a doubt, we don't know which one came first. So the Mishnah says that it's Tomei. On the other hand, Rabbi Yehoshua says, he uses a term, he says Keha, which means we treat it as if it became fainter, as the Gemara explains. What does Keha mean? We treat it as if it became lighter, and therefore it's Toher. The reason for Rabbi Yehoshua. The Gemara explains, because the Pesach at the very end of the Parsha, when speaking about all the dinim of Tsaras, concludes, that it should be pure or tomei. And since the Pesach starts off with taharo, with um, toir tahar, first, and the assumption at first is that something is Toir, unless we're sure that it is actually tomei. In Mesech de Baba Metzia, we also have a discussion regarding the same halacha. And the Gemara says, there is actually going on a argument in the yeshiva shalma'il and the yeshiva up above in heaven. If the baharis, if the spot came before the white hair, then it's tomei, as we just said. If the hair comes before the baharis, before the spot, that it's toher. What a bad! if we're in doubt? So the Gemara says that Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch, who says toher, and the rest of Masifta the Rakia, the rest of the yeshiva up above, said that it's Tommy. The Gemara goes on and says, How are they going to decide according to who the halacha is? So the Gemara says that they decided they're going to seek the advice of Bar Barnachmeni. Because Bar Nachmani had said about himself that Ani Yochid, I am unique in the halachis of Nagoim, as well as in the halachis of Ohalois. So they sent a shliach to Rabbi Bar and the Gemara goes on all the way to the conclusion where Rabbi Bar says, Toher, Toher. And the question is, it seems very, very surprising, how is it possible, number one, that the Masifta the Rokia, should be arguing against Hashem? And also, what is the svaro, what is the logic to say that Rabbi Bar is the one that could come and mediate and decide what the halacha should be like? The Rebbe says it's known regarding the hakhra, regarding mediation between two opposite opinions. So it does not mean that the Mahriya, that the one that's deciding, is just deciding according to one of the opinions. Rather, it's actually a third opinion, a third idea, which contains and includes both opinions. And this is why the Gemara says <laughs> that the halacha is going to be according to the Mahriya, according to the one that mediated. Because the opinion of the machriya includes both deus, even if the opinion of the one who argue, even the opinion of the one that at the end result halacha is going to be arguing on his opinion. And therefore, the svarah, the logic of the one arguing is not completely opposite of the machriya. Rather, as we'll explain in a moment, it really includes all of the opinions. And therefore, the halacha is like the machriya. An example for this is, we find regarding the midos. So we know that there is the Midah of Chesed, there is the opposite Midah, the Midah of Din of gvuro so there is kindness and severity, and then we have the Midah of Teferis, which is the Midah of Rachamim. And the Midah of Rachamim, even though it too, just like Chesed, agrees that uh, good needs to be given out to everyone, Nevertheless, it also considers, and it also includes, the opinion, so to speak, of the Midah of Gevura. And the way this works is that the Midah of Chesed just sees immediately the good in everyone. And therefore, according to Chesed, everyone is completely deserving of goodness and kindness. The Midah of Gevura opposes this, because the Midah of Gevura is very, very particular to the extent that we would say that in Hashem's eyes, even the heavens themselves are not pure enough, so to speak. So nothing is good enough. Everything is very strict. On the other hand, the Midah of Rachamim is not saying that the person actually deserves it, so to a certain extent it's agreeing with Gevura, that not necessarily the person exer- deserves it, but nevertheless the Midah of Rachamim is saying we should still give to the person because of the rachmanas, because we need to have compassion. And to this, Gevura itself would also not oppose. In other words, the Rachamim is agreeing with the Gevura, and therefore the gvurah of the rachmim, that the person doesn't deserve it, and yet there is room to give to this person. In a similar way, says the Rebbe, in this case of Rabba Bar sort of deciding and mediating between the opinion of Akkadish Baruch and Mesif Tadrachiyah. When Rabba Bar says toher, Toir is not coming based on the same sevorah and the same logic from which Hashem is saying Toir. rather this is like a third opinion, which will include both others, and to this, even the Mesif Tadarokiyah wouldn't oppose. Now the reason why Rabbi Bar is able to decide between HaKadosh Baruch and Mesif Tadarokiyah is as the Gemara says, that Rabbi Bar Nachmeni is going to be the one to pass the verdict because Ani Yochid B'Negoyim, as he said about himself, I am unique and single regarding the dinim of Saras, negoim, and Ani Yochid B'Alois. That means because Rabba is the one that's Yachid bin Egoim and always, therefore, he could come up with a sevara which will include these two opposite ideas and mediate between them. In order to explain this, the Rebbe first explains and discusses something that says in the Al is Lukut of this week's Parsha. And the Al Rebbe explains the following that the two levels of Akkadish, Baruch, and Masifta, Drakiah. HaKadosh Baruchu represents the level of godliness that's above the Oilamois, the level of Soiviv Kolalman, and that's why it's referred to as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, meaning that it's completely removed from the oilamois. so a uh, Oir of Hashem, a light of Hashem that's completely removed from the worlds. Then you have the light that's shining in Rakiah. this is a level of godliness that's already connected and Be'erech um, relative to the Olamois, and this is the level we call Mamalik So now we can understand the Machloikas that when there is a doubt, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says toyer, in the Massif to the Rukia says, Tomei, the whole idea of tumah comes as a result of yeshus, a feeling of self. And the way one becomes toyer is by going to the mikvah and he's toivel. The idea of tuvila is the same letters as the word bitel So it's a matter of Bitel that's going to take away that tumah that yeshus when there is a doubt whether the thing is toir or tomei in other words when there is a doubt whether the yeshus this self existence of the person is enough to make him tomei or toir so the masifta de the will say that he's tomei that is because the oir that light that energy that clothes itself in the worlds, this is the kind of oir that's perceived and absorbed in masifta de as far as this Oir is concerned, there is room, there is a possibility for the Olimois, for the existence of worlds. And therefore, when the world is going to act in a way of Bitul, it's going to be what we call bitul Hayesh. It still feels itself very much as a is. However, it's nullifying itself to Hashem. And therefore, if there's any sort of doubt, if there's any sort of worry that a person did become Tomei, in other words, is filled with his own feeling of self, and the fact itself that there is such a concern, means already there is a problem. So therefore, as far as the Masifta the Akiah is, going, is, going is concerned, he will be Tameh, or at least based on a doubt. On the other hand, the level of Akkadish Baruch that says Toir, because as far as the oil that energy that's higher than the world is concerned, there's no room at all for Yeshus. There's no room at all for any feeling of self and arrogance, the bitul that comes as a result of this level is what we call bitul, that the world is like non-existent at all. And therefore, so far, as long as we're not 100% sure that some tumor came in, that some yeshus came in, the assumption is automatically that there is bitul, and therefore, in other words, that he's tohir. Now, even regarding the level of soiviv kolalmin, we know it has some sort of connection to the olomois, and that's why we call it soiviv, it's surrounding the worlds. And therefore, it's also called a kodesh baruchu. Kodesh means it's removed from the worlds. So from the actual fact that we have to say that it's removed from the worlds, that itself shows that we're still speaking about some level of godliness that has some sort of connection to the olomois. Because if it would be completely nothing to do with the olomois, we wouldn't even be able to say that... He is moved, or that he is separated from the Oilamois. From this, we understand that even this bitul, this self, of, self level of nullification of the worlds, coming from this level of oil, which we call Hakkadish Baruch or Soiviv Kalaman, even though, yes, it's a bitul but it's an absolute bitul, nevertheless, it still does not negate the reality of the worlds completely. Rather, there is still some sort of feeling of the worlds that is bottled to Hashem. Yes, bitul is, but nevertheless still some, some sort of feeling that there is o'olam. However, there is a higher level of this bitul, and this is coming from the very, very essence of Hashem that's completely nothing to do with the worlds at all. And this bitul is completely negating from the outset anything outside of Hashem. Again, as opposed to the level of beetle that's coming from soivev, which is still allowing some sort of worlds, but worlds that are bottled to Hashem. And therefore, Chassidus actually explains that when we are speak about the essence of Hashem, you can't even say about him the word echad, because the word echad does not completely negate anything else at all, because sometimes you could say echad, and echad is counted, it's a number that afterwards comes other numbers. The true achdos, the true unity of Hashem Echad, is that the, that the worlds are connected to Hashem, are united with Hashem. So that's what Echad is representing, that these Olamois are connected to Hashem, but that means there's still a world. So we say that Echad, as we know, the Ches stands for the seven heavens and the earth, and the Dalet stands for the four sides of the world, and they are all connected to the Alef, the Aluf Eishol the one who is the boss of the world. They're all connected to Hashem. But nevertheless, we're still speaking about an achdos that is felt inside the worlds. There is still a world, whereas the yichud, that unity that comes because of the essence of Hashem, is not in a way of echod. Rather, we would refer to it as yachid, single. That there is absolutely only Hashem and nothing else. Says the Rebbe. Based on this, we can explain the chiddush and what Rabbah said toyer toyer that it's not the same level of Hakadosh Baruch saying toyer. And therefore, it's specifically Rabbah that finally decides and outweighs, so to speak, and even convinces the Masifta, de Rekiah. And that is, from the level of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which we said is the bitl and the unity of the worlds, but it's more on the level of Echad, that means there is a world, but it's Bottle, it's nullified to Hashem. So therefore, that means there is still some room for the worlds and for the, you know, the perception of the worlds, for the way the world takes things and so on. And therefore, the Masifta Dirakiya, which the idea of the Masifta Dirakiya is similar to the idea of learning Torah down here below, so too the yeshiva up above is about learning and understanding. So they will come along and they will say Tommy, that is, even though they know that Akkadish Baruchu said Torah. But what their argument is, is that that revelation of Baruch Baruchu, in other words, that bitul that's coming from Soyvev, that's shining in them, very nice, it's a great beetle, but it's still above and beyond them. It's not coming into a way that they could absorb it and they could understand it. And therefore, because of their level, as far as their level is concerned, on the level of mamalik there's still room for Tumul, for Yeshus. Whereas Rabbah Bar who is called Yachid bin Nagoim, what does Yachid mean? It doesn't only mean that he's unique in the sense that he knows the halachis of Nagoim, but it means that inside of him is shining that level of Yachid, that level of godliness that's completely, completely nothing to do with the Oilamois. A level that, according to this level, based on this level, the worlds don't take up any space along with the seichel inside of them. And therefore the Svarah of Rabbah, this logic of Rabbah, ended up weighing down even the Mesif to the because since he is coming from the level of Yachid, he is able to bring down even into the Olamois, into the world, and even into the Seichel, into the intellect of the world, that it should also be felt, this Darga of Yachid. And the Rebbe says, this is similar to a Gemara, where Rav had paskined a certain halacha, and when they challenged him, he didn't really have the words to explain it to them. He just kept silent. And nevertheless, he still didn't change his opinion. In other words, he was on that level that maybe he wasn't able to bring it down fully into the ways of understanding. But nevertheless, that level was still shining strong inside of him. And in a similar way is what we're saying over here, that Rabba is yachid Gaim. The Rebbe explains that what means Yachid ben means that by him is shining the level of Yachid, and not only in the Olamois, but even in the idea of Egoim, in other words, even in a situation which seems to be Egoim, Tsaras, impurity and all of that, and yet he feels this Achdus of Hashem on this highest level, and he's able to bring it down into the world. Says the Rebbe, now we could also understand why HaKadosh Baruch Hu says Toher, he says one time Toher, Rabbah said twice Toher, Toher, Toher. Because when Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying Toir, that's speaking about the Torah that's coming from a level of Oir that's just above the Olimois. And therefore, yes, it's Toir, but one-time Toir. When Rabbah says Toir, he's coming and making and showing that even the world is ready to accept that level of godliness that's beyond the world. And he says, toyer, toyer, meaning one toyer, because of the earth that's higher than the oil mois, but then a second toyer even being absorbed and accepted in the oil in the in the worlds. The Rebbe says, this halacha, that if there's a doubt whether the spot came first or the hair came first and that it's toyer, as said before, we learn it out from a posik that's at the very, very end of the parsha, letaroi oilu and we know there's a rule, no, at the beginning and the end are always connected. And therefore the Rebbe wants to connect over here this halacha of Rabbah Bar that it's toir with what it says in the beginning of the Parsha, If a woman will conceive and shall have a child, a baby boy, from which the Raza learn the following, Isha Mazras Tchila when the woman produces the seed first, then a boy is born, and ishmas mazriyat if the seed comes from the man first, then a girl is born. And the Rebbe wants to connect this beginning of the Parsha with everything we've said previously based on the end of the Parsha. And the Rebbe explains it in the following way. We know that everything is comes down from their source the way they are beruchmias. And specifically, in regards to this aspect, the fact that there is a ish and isha in the literal sense, and we say that there's a certain advantage when the seed comes from the woman first. And only then it's led the Zacher, a boy, will be born. This is because this is the way things happen in the spiritual realm, with the spiritual isha HaKvayachol, which is Hashem and Knesset Yisroel. Which basically would then mean that there's a certain advantage in the avoid of Knesset Yisroel, of the woman producing the seed first. Even more than that which comes down from Hashem by Himself, which we call the Nisarusa de la Le'elo, which would be more like the man producing the seed first. And as the Razal in fact tell us, G'doy limayse that the acts of Yidden and Sadikim are greater, mimayse so to speak, even from that that Hashem does and makes. Says the Rebbe, this is then the connection between the beginning of the Parsha, which speaks about the advantage of Isha Mazras, of the woman producing the seed first, and a boy being born, and the end of the parsha where Rabbi Baruch is paskening and so to speak, even going against the Pesach of Hakadosh Baruch and the Rebbe explains. According to Halacha, we know that We don't follow the Bascoil and toyer loy and therefore we can't paskin the didn't tire just because Hashem said it's toyer. In fact, we even find that the Rambam goes ahead and actually says that the Halacha in this case would be tommy. So, why do we go ahead and paskin? We ask Rabbah Bar Meini, we said because he is unique. Now, he's definitely not more yachid, so to speak, than Hashem, of course. But, nevertheless, what's the idea? Because Torah was given down here in this world. And therefore, it's Rabbah down here in this world that needs the paskin, and he says it's Torah. And in fact, the Gemara says that Hashem was actually smiling at that time and says, My children were victorious over me. So, what do we see here? And according to Allah, that there's a certain advantage. Similar to before, to the Avoid of the Yid specifically, even above that which Hashem is giving us from Melmila from above. So to Bepnim your name, the Toir of Rabba, and his stating Toir, Toir, which is like that Maisat Tzadikim, what Tzadikim achieved down here, or similar to Isha Mazras, is greater, so to speak, than what Hashem says Toir, which would be like the Isha Mazria. And it's specifically when Rabba, who is drawing down from that level of yachid, that ends up outweighing even the opinion of Masifta Tadrakiah. And just like in the case of Isha Mazrast, Tchila in the literal sense, now what happens a boy is born, and what's the advantage of a boy being born, that he has a very, very strong das, a kind of das that doesn't change, whereas opposed to Nashim, which we say their das is Kalois, which is more easily swayed, in a similar way over here, by the fact that HaKadosh Baruch, said toher, so to speak, that could still be swayed in a certain sense. In other words, it wasn't negated completely. Um, in other words, Masifta Tadrakiah could still argue on that. So the Torah that's coming from that level of HaKadosh Baruch, from the Ish Mazri from that Isarusa Dela elo so to speak, there could still be changes. However, once a Rabbah says toher Torah, it's a Torah that's coming because of the Torah and the Psakdin of Rabbah down here, like Isha Mazra's Tchilo, that finally got aloch even in Mesif as saying before that Rabbah was able to draw down the Torah even into the world, in other words, this is similar to the concept of Yile de Zohar, something that remains firm and solid.